Today's pod is brought to you by Waterfront Comics, located at 609 Main Street, Sassoon City, California. Open every day from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. So if you're looking for a gift for an avid comic book reader or a collectible for a friend, come to Waterfront Comics. John is the guy to see. And if you can't come in person, no worries. Waterfront Comics does ship to home via their email, waterfrontcomics at gmail.com. Hey everybody, this is James, Marco, and Abil, and this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 18. Today we're going to be reviewing the new comedy film, Game Night. Uh, we're going to be, once again, going back, I know last time we didn't go over it, but we're going to go over what we've been watching, uh, our Oscar results, as well as our Oscar bowling uh, results for that as well, and um, the winner gets to choose for the other two what to watch, and uh, yeah, so let's get to what we're watching. Hey, what you watching? So, James, what have you been watching? Oh, no. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, since we didn't even have it last time, or what you're watching, I had a, a lot of shows I've been watching, too. But um, most recently, I've been watching a lot of movies. Nice. Including with Marco. Yeah. Randomly. We've, we've been having a lot of date nights. They've been the real movie pals all along. Yeah. Shut up, Nabilka. <laughs> um, hey, taking advantage of that movie pass, which, again... They don't sponsor us. And you know but, what? Um, I will mention one thing. Marco lost his, but now his family. Hey, okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, way, way to bust me out. But yeah, I did. I lost mine, so I haven't been mentioning it for a while. But <laughs> I got my card back, so um, we're good. Getting back from it, huh? Yeah. yeah. So uh, once again, uh, if MoviePass wants to sponsor us, we're, you know, we're good. more than willing to accept that offer. Yeah. Um, so Marco and I, we saw the movie um, Annihilation. Yeah, Ooh. the uh, sci-fi film directed by Alex Garland, who did um, Ex Machina. Was it trippy? Yeah, it was really trippy. It stars Natalie Portman as a biologist. Yeah, scientist biologist that goes into well, her husband comes back. I don't know. Is it, this she, movie is he, incredibly he does, he yeah. So there, say? there is a quarantined area by the name of Area X. Um, and it's on the coastline of I keep forgetting where I've, I read they the book too. In and the I movie, know. I don't think they actually tell you. No, they, for they the most don't. part, right? But uh, Natalie Portman's husband comes back from this area, and he's pretty much a shell of a man of what he used to be. Oh, and you kind of see yeah. this from flashbacks. And she doesn't know where he's been because it's he's military and she's ex-military. Yeah, right. It's been like yeah. a year and. Basically, she's they she he's acting weird. The government comes in. Long story short, she goes into this area. Basically, it's called the Shimmer. Yeah, and um, they're trying to uncover like the secret because like an uh, something from space crashed into this area and it's morphing and it's changing growing. everything in no, the area. The area. Mm-hmm. So she goes on a mission with three other ladies. Uh, one is a psychologist. Um, one's a medic and the other girl, I don't really know what the other girl does, to tell you the truth. Combat? No, no. she's, no. 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 It's supposed to be a linguist, but uh-huh. in the book, but they changed it. The, the movie, movie she is not a linguist. No. I think she's Russian or something, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> she might, I don't know, she might be a chemist, I think. Maybe some, that's some it. No, like that, that sounds right. Yeah. Anyways, they go in and they uncover some horrors in a way, but it, it's... They see a lot of weird shit, basically. Yeah. Because everything, like James was saying, everything is morphing and changing, in Area X, or a.k.a. The Shimmer. They never call it The Shimmer in the book. I'm sorry, I'm a stickler. They 
don't know if they themselves are being affected by it as well because once you're in you're you're pretty much fucked if you are because right. uh, it can like not. start forgetting what they're doing and then yeah kind of very psychological too um they're apparently they are the 12th team to go um, inside and there have been other teams that go in and they either end up killing themselves going insane or coming back as like a different person such as um natalie portman's husband and so they're like prepared for whatever's going to happen. It's essentially a suicide mission mm-hmm. because you don't know, like you could be dead. Um, and they start to little by little discover what it is that happened to the other groups and how it happened. And yeah, it just leads to a whole barrel of weird stuff that yeah. happens. And I'd say overall, it's pretty slow. Yeah. It's not exactly action packed there are some cool action sequences um the story gets a little muddy in the middle i think too the it's hard to actually connect to any of yeah, the characters i think the the story is i think the director was trying to go for a thriller really like the horror thriller type but more kind of a thriller where you're just kind of on the edge of your seat but yeah the the pace doesn't really doesn't help i don't think it helps and like the yeah the, at the, times it does get really intense don't get me yeah. wrong but there's like a mix, and the, the ending itself I didn't really like either. I don't think the payoff is worth it by the end of it. And um, yeah, some of the CG is absolutely terrible in this movie too. Hmm. True, yeah, uh, especially the CG at the end. Oh god, at the end, yeah, uh, everything else budget. is actually not that bad. There's uh, and, th- and this is hinted at uh, in the trailer where the group is being stalked by some sort of entity or beast, and they, they even show it in the trailer if you watch it. And I'd say that's probably the best CG that they had because that thing was scary as fuck. And it's probably oh. the only time I was really scared throughout the whole movie. It's really hard to translate this book in, onto film because the book, it's it's so much different. They they kept... The book itself, much, apparently the movie only takes about 20% of the yeah. book. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They, so they it's mostly the sh- original stuff. Yeah. Right? They took the outline or the outer shell of so like the book. like loosely based. On yeah. They took, they took the outer shell of the book and then filled in the rest with uh, with their own original ideas. And if if you read the book or if you read the book, you can kind of understand why because it's, it's so much different. Uh, just... Real quick, not to spoil too much, but they they don't give names out in the book. Like you don't, you only know them by their title mm-hmm. of who they are. The but the biologist, the psychologist, the linguist, uh, so on and so forth. And you never really, it never really describes what it is that that uh, is like hunting them or stalking them. So that's yeah. pretty hard. There's other things that happen too on how they interact in the Shimmer or Area X. Uh, and they, the ending is completely different too. I, I think, in my opinion, the ending in the the ending in the book was a little creepier because it connects the beginning and the end, mm. and it just everything full circle. Makes sense. Yeah, full circle. So, would you guys recommend watching this, or is this kind of like a skip? Uh, you can red box it. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Wait till it streams somewhere, yeah. or yeah, red box. I know it. a lot of people are like. You gotta see it in the theaters to appreciate it. I'm like, well, if you wanna, kind of like uh, you, the way you're making it sound, it kind of reminds me of how you felt about uh, Arrival. Or, or you know what? Exactly. You know, yeah, you know. Well, <laughs> you know me. what? Arrival is, in my opinion, I know, I know for James is probably like on on even ground, but for me, it's about Arrival even. is a much better movie. Yeah. It was better, uh, like written. Oh, uh, if I was to and, compare the two, yeah, Arrival's better overall. But I mean, this is yeah, it's executed a better. Hop and a wink away, I guess. You know what I mean. <laughs> 
Dude, for me, I, for uh, me, yeah, for me, Arrival was just so much more. Like, I walked out of the theater thinking, like, wow, that mind was, blown. Oh, yeah, mind blown. I do, however, recommend the book. So, yeah. give it a shot. It's it's good. It's not that long, too. So, oh, burns your head. Yep. yep. Um, I also saw Red Sparrow with Marco. <laughs> yeah. And um, that one's directed by Francis Lawrence. He did uh, Constantine Duh. back in t- 2005. I Am Legend, uh, Water for Elephants, and then the last three Hunger Game movies. So. Hmm. Been pretty busy. Um, that one was okay. It's with Jennifer Lawrence. She stars as a ex ballerina named Dominika Ekorova. Oh, you nailed that. <laughs> I'm name. so glad you remember that. Kind of. I, didn't. Yeah, I remember the it. first name. Holy shit. Um, yeah. So basically, she, her uncle works for the government, and she, because she, after an accident happened, she's about to be kicked off the company that uh, she worked for for the ballerina kind of group. Mm-hmm. And uh, her uncle, who works for the government, offers her a role to do to kind of expose like an enemy of the state. And during that whole time, like something goes wrong and you're not really supposed to leave any witnesses. So he kind of gives her an option to either like die, basically, or join this kind of school for the gifted in a way. Kind of like the X-Men, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's like the Red Men. <laughs> yeah. To become like a quote unquote sparrow, which are like a group of Russians that use their looks to seduce and their wits to outwit people and to extract information, extract information and get the mission done basically. Um, So her mission basically is to seduce this American agent named Nate Nash. Like the, my God, it's like, is this street fighter? (laughs) Uh, Played by Joel Egerton. And uh, that's it. Basically. I'm not going to ruin anything else. That's the whole part of it. Yeah. There's some, twists here and there but I, yeah no I, need to go over it um jeff lawrence is pretty good in this one i want to say like me and marco talked about uh outside of the pod it runs about 30 minutes 20 minutes too long yeah it's like two and a half hours long almost there's a like. lot in there that they could have like cut out especially like, the first really hour necessary. i think kind of crawls every good spy movie is a little too long no not th- <laughs> this one i don't is this a spy movie have you seen skyfall I have seen Skyfall. Uh, that that movie earned every single minute. Okay, <laughs> um, I don't know. Like this one, the the plot itself kind of near the end, I think, too, kind of goes everywhere. I think it drags on too long towards the end. Like too. we get it, yeah. And it is like, oh, guess what? There's 25 more goddamn minutes. <laughs> I think they could have used uh, a little more budget on uh, Jeremy Irons' costume. Yeah, that thing Jeremy was Irons just bad. Jumper, yeah, it looks really out of place. Probably something got out the closet. He's like Captain USSR, work? dude. It's funny because it uh, when you see him, you think it takes place in the eighties, <laughs> and then you see someone pull out like a Samsung Galaxy. You're like, wait a minute, is this 2017? It's like this guy never caught on to the time. Yeah, dude. It's like, oh my god, is he from the Cold War? <laughs> Literally, like he, scene, he thinks it's scene stealer in the bill. He's like, it's still going on. <laughs> No, um, like, I don't trust him. <laughs> the war is never over. The movie yeah, was okay. I think IGN and some of the other reviews were a little too rough on it. I don't get me wrong; it's it's nothing to write home about. I don't think it was terrible though. I mean, it's a it's a good movie pass. Movie well, as I understand, the film is and and this is shouldn't be a spoiler because it is kind of depicted a little bit in the trailer that um, it's a bit violent. They show the training oh, yeah, montages; it gets uh, a bit much and. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence has even said that she wanted to make the film because it seemed very empowering to women to an extent, which I don't know if that's really uh, yeah. the case. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. Kind of to a point, yeah. I guess. Uh, I think there's one torture scene too many. 
in in the movie. Like there I was one part where I was just like, All right, dude, I, I can't look at the screen. And right. usually I can take a lot. You you know to build yes, by the movies that I've recommended that. to you. And there was this one scene, I'm not gonna give it away, but you know, it's, it was pretty fucking rough yeah. and graphic. And I was like, Okay. All right. Enough. Yeah. Overall though, it's like worth a matinee, I guess. Okay, so still worth seeing in the theaters. I think so. I th- I had more fun watching this than Annihilation. Okay, I must agree. Yeah, very good. I do. You can movie pass it, matinee it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last movie I watched, I watched Mary Poppins. Wow, the original Mary Poppins. Dub Nabil. What else? With a spoonful of sugar. Yeah, just fly a kite. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, 1964, directed by Robert Stevenson. He actually went on to do Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, which is the movie I always watched as a kid randomly, but I never see, hmm. have seen Mary Poppins until now. You've what, never what, seen Mary no, Poppins? That I didn't it. know. Which other movie did he do? Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Okay, I haven't seen that 1971. One. Yeah. That's the other animated uh, film slash live action film that Disney did. Um, that's the one we actually owned. It was weird. Like, we had that. that and that one also runs a little too long. So, yeah. Mary Poppins is... Um, I don't know if I need to explain it, but Julie Andrews plays Mary Poppins, who's a yep. a nanny, mm-hmm. and she basically goes to the Banks house because their two kids, Michael and Jane, have kind of ran off the last nanny, last few nannies. So their dad, George, played by David Tomlinson, decides to not really. He doesn't actually do anything. Tell you the truth, the no. kids put in a letter. <laughs> magic and shit happens. Mm-hmm. Mary Poppins rolls down. I think she's a witch. Maybe. I think, she I has, think it's applied. That's, that's I think she, she's a kind of cane that talks to her. She has a magic bag. Um, she does a lot. She of definitely magic. sounds like a serial killer. Uh, there was no background check done on this lady <laughs> whatsoever. She just popped up and then she flew away. She's 26 years old. She rolls in. Hey, bro, that's singing. how they rolled back then. She starts that's singing. They, uh, they got. Um, they hang out with a homeless man named Bert. Played by Dick Van Dyke. He's not homeless. He's a chimney sweep. You sure about that? Yeah. I've never seen him in a house ever. Yeah. I mean, he he says that he's like a chimney cleaner, but you going to take him at his word? Well, I mean, he does come at you really dirty. No, he does clean one of the chimneys, too. Yeah. And he does also have some fantastic dancing. Could be robbing a house, so, but okay. This movie, uh, it's Disney classic. It has some really good, catchy songs, actually. Mm-hmm. And even, like, I was humming them afterwards and stuff, but... um. It's a bit dated, I'll uh-huh. say. Yeah, it's yeah, because it's the that live animation, that the live, live animation and, and animation works to a point. Don't get me wrong, because it's cool to see the Disney animation in there. Because Walt Disney worked on it, you know. Yeah, I'll say it's very light on plot. It's really about the kids and like and kind of finding themselves and re like reconnecting with their father in a way. You know, mm, yeah, that's what it's really about. They're really disconnecting from their father. And then eventually her her goal is for their dad to kind of step up. And it's funny because they actually have a mom in here. She's like such a like secondary character that I, at times I forgot the mom was even there. They had a mom? Yeah. <laughs> she's always fighting for women's rights and stuff. So she's always away from the house. But she's always like, I have to go. We're throwing eggs at the mayor. Da, da, da. I'm like, okay, this is random as hell. Um, didn't even know that. I assumed they were had a single dad, but then I was like, "Am I mixing same. the sound of music?" And then I was like, "Yes, yes. I'm mixing the sound <laughs> yeah. of music." Yeah, not the same. I, I kept thinking at the end, I was like, "When the fuck are the Nazis showing up?" <laughs> what did they time. gotta evacuate? Yeah, I was like, "They gotta go to this mansion." And where the fuck Anyways, is Edelweiss? Just like that movie, though. This movie runs about thirty minutes too long, too. <laughs> this movie is almost two and a half hours long. 
And I can't imagine any kids sitting through this without like losing interest pretty It's the songs that keep you hooked up. Yeah. It definitely is, but I think 30 minutes into the film, after Mary Poppins shows up, and after the anime... The anime sequence, by the way, goes on too long. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's a scene where they uh, go to, I believe, an uncle's house or something, and he's floating because he's laughing too much, and that scene goes... It's totally unnecessary. It could have been cut from the wow. entire film. But this is me nitpicking like a classic, so... Yeah. Like, I, I saw the movie when I was a kid with yeah. my brother, and we grew up watching that movie. Seeing so. it at the age of 29 is probably not the best round. <laughs> just to give everybody a heads up. Just like, dissecting the whole film. Yeah. That's like me shitting on like Aladdin. I'm like, I don't know, man. There's a lot of things to desire in here. Where is this country again? Yeah. Agrabah. Um, outside of that, though, um, it randomly kind of coincided with the new trailer release of Mary Poppins Returns. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But overall, like I said, I've, I've watched a ton more. But uh, for, for everything else right now, that's the three that I've mostly been watching. It sounds like you've Good kept stuff. yourself pretty busy. Yeah, of course. What about you, Marco? I've been keeping myself pretty busy, too, since we haven't been doing, or we haven't done this segment in a while. It gave me a chance to catch up on a few shows and watch a few flicks and start a couple new shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the new ones that I've seen is uh, the Netflix original Altered Carbon, and it's a sci-fi crime drama set in uh, the distant future. Basically, it's uh, set in a future where the human consciousness is digitized and can be stored, sort of like on um, like a, a modernized disc, like yeah. disc or flash drive, if you will. Yeah, um, and uh, it's about a prisoner named Takeshi Kovacs, uh, played by Joel Kinnaman, and also uh, via flashbacks, played by Will Yun Lee, and wakes up in a new body. Because in this future, you can swap bodies. Bodies like, are just called sleeves, is what they call them there. Yeah, correct. They call bodies sleeves uh, because your consciousness can be transferred to any single one. So this guy, Takeshi Kovacs, wakes up uh, 250 years in the future in a new sleeve. And he has to solve a murder for a rich mogul in order to earn his freedom. But that's basically the gist. There's, there's more to it there's a lot a lot of uh story and plot embedded into the show but uh like i said it stars joel kinnaman as uh Takeshi kovacs and he's best known as for his role in suicide squad um he RoboCop also too. yeah he was also the, the rebooted version of robocop which you know what i i enjoyed it it's not the best it the original like, is always going to be the best but, as well yeah uh and of course the uh the character He's uh, Slavic and Japanese, so it, in flashbacks, his older sleeve, he's played by William Lee. Um, also stars um, uh, James Purefoy as Lawrence Bancroft and Otto Essendo as uh, Vernon Elliott. It's uh, filmed pretty well, in my opinion. It, it's got a lot of inspiration from uh, various... Other sources of media, um, mainly Blade Runner. Yeah, so you I see agree. a lot of influence yeah, from Blade Runner on there. It takes place in the Bay Area, which um, cool. I believe the original Blade Runner was supposed to take place in San Francisco, but they moved it to L.A. Uh-huh. So uh, this takes place here in the Bay Area, which is pretty cool. Um, there's elements of the Matrix in there. Uh, definitely influenced from uh, Japanese anime as well. But I like the story. 
because of what it implies and where humanity is going with technology. And it raises um, a really good point that many other sci-fi films and TV shows haven't. They're always questioning the difference between like what is consciousness and if AI is going to reach that. This is one where they're one and the same. It reminds me, I know it's probably going to get shit for this, but it reminds me of uh, Mass Effect 3. Uh, where you you reach the um, uh, that one ending where you mix technology oh, yeah and um, and also they all become uh, one yeah, you, yeah they all become one the singularity there singularity. you go you reach the singularity where it's a mixture of biology and technology and I think that's really cool because it's like where do you go from there and what it, what essentially what it does in the show is it extends your life you can live uh, I think the average lifespan in the show was was about a hundred years now you can live past that there's people that have, have lived. 200, 250 years plus, 300 years. And now what it does, it creates uh, a new set of classes where uh, uh, In Time is also another movie that made me, that this show reminded me of. Because you're dealing with like how much time you have on this world. And basically it divides us between those who can afford to go on and live forever and those who cannot. Because even though you have the ability to do that, uh, you still have to pay like an assholes amount of money. Some of the lines thrown out there are kind of hammy, but I'll say that's, that's one of the weaker points. The writing in this is not the greatest, I think. Yeah. Um, I also think the female cop is a terrible actress. Oh, she, uh, I think she gets better throughout the episodes. I'm on but episode. I don't like her I only as made much. It to, I made Mar- Martha Aguilera. Yeah, she plays uh, Kristen Ortega. And yeah. unless that changes in the last three episodes. No, she. All right, what episode are you on? Seven. Seven. Yeah. You know what? She kind of grows on you, but yeah, she's kind of a little over the top. That's the thing. She's like the hothead, you know, Latina yeah. character. It's just not. It's not believable for me with her character. Every time it switches to like something with her popping up, I'm like, God damn it! Can we just go back to the <laughs> other people? She's not really that interesting. In the plot, to be honest, no. the, the the main focus really is the story between Takeshi Kovacs and his sister Raylene. All right. Which you guys, if you watch the show, you'll you'll see like their interactions are much better, and also the one where where Takeshi Kovacs' ex lover Quell Chris Falconer, they call her Quell. Um, those are probably the best parts of the entire show. But aside from that, the different themes that it brings up and the questions of morality of like, should we live this long? What will it do to us? Because you know after a while life can become so mundane and boring for these people that they're more willing to do fucked up shit to one another. So all that is pretty interesting into the story and that's what really helped captivate the show for me. So if you're really deep into like these types of themes and you really enjoy sci-fi, I recommend it. It's on Netflix. It's only 10 episodes long. Um, and I think overall like the story is pretty good. The, the acting, the performances... Yeah, they're not always on point, but um, I think the stories behind most of the characters is really intriguing and interesting, and, and that's what keeps you captivated into the show. But yeah, I like it. The other thing, or the other show I've been watching is Ozark, which is also a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. And it's a crime drama about a Chicago-based financial advisor who secretly ro- relocates his family to the Missouri Ozarks, which, like, is a big like lake in Missouri that yeah. I had never heard about. Um, <laughs> and he does this because he has a falling out with his partners who happen to be a drug cartel. And they pretty much want him to 
keep laundering their money or else he's going to kill him and his family. Just a typical uh, American lifestyle. Yeah. That happens. <laughs> but uh, it stars J- uh, Jason Bateman as Marty Bird, Laura Linney as his wife, Wendy Bird, Julia Garner as Ruth Long- Langmore, and it also stars Jason Butler Hardner as FBI agent Roy Petty. And basically, the entire first season is uh, Marty Bird trying to make this deadline for the cartel because they've given him X amount of days to launder $8 million in order to prove himself because he pretty much talks his way out of getting killed. And if he doesn't do it, then, like I said, they're dead. And just all these problems arise when he gets to uh, Lake Ozark. Nothing is going as planned. Um, His family is constantly questioning his decisions. Um, There's some drama that's happened between him and his wife, Wendy. His kids are bothering him relentlessly about, like, why are we here? Um, And it it seems like just these little, like, nuances that don't sound as intriguing as I'm describing them. But in, like, as you're watching Who would you recommend it to? uh, Anybody who's into crime drama. Um, like if you're into that kind of stuff, um, it reminds me a lot of Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's what I heard. Oh, yeah, nice. only you know it, it's on the money laundering scene instead of him like doing like drugs. Yeah. He's more in the background, but it still puts him in imminent danger. Yeah. Um, but it's it's kind of cool, like the way he tries to launder money, the way he tries to like make his goal, um, while at the same time the FBI is sort of like on his tail trying to find out like who this guy is. That's uh, laundering money for one of the biggest cartels in the world. Yeah. So um, the performances are great too. Jason Bateman as like a real legit serious character is awesome because he's usually playing like these aloof comedic uh, parts and like the movie we're going to review today. Game of <laughs> but um, it's it's really good to see him in a different type of role um, and kind of uh, become something else, which I really enjoy. Laura Linney, of course, like I've seen her in many movies before. She's she's great addition to it. And their dynamics, like you really believe like they're a married couple. Which I know in some shows it's kind of hard to believe that. So it got some good chemistry. Yeah. Every episode kept me wanting to keep watching more. Like I marathoned the shit of the, uh, out of this show because I couldn't stop watching it. Hmm. So um, I recommend it. It's on Netflix right now. And season two is coming in July. So you have plenty oh, wow. of time to catch That's up. Good. Other thing I've been watching is The Americans, the new one. Well, not the new one, but uh, season five, which is the one before the final season. Right. And just like a really quick catch up. It's a show that I've been following for years, but it takes place during the 1980s at the height of the Cold War and two Russian secret agents pose as an average American family. And uh, they had a program where they had these sleeper agents that come to America. They speak English fluently. They know everything about American culture, and you would you wouldn't suspect that they're Russian. They're not allowed to speak a word of Russian while they're here. Uh, they here they have families, and at any given moment they get orders from Russia, and they run missions to get, gather intel. Um, I'm not really liking the fifth season though. No, Why? no, it, it's it's sort of just like uh, a filler. Really, to the I think finale. yeah, I think they were ready to end it in yeah. season five, and I can't confirm this at all. But it seemed like season four was leaving off on like a very like big cliffhanger, and they were ready to end in season five. And it's almost like they backpedaled and were like, "Now nah, you know what? Let's do one more season." And it's like a bunch of filler leading up to the sixth season. And I think the sixth season, from what I see on the trailers, is what this season was supposed to be. 
And so I'm just sort of like not as enthused. I'm just, did you finish it, Nabil? I did not finish it. I got it to season five. I never finished it. I okay. So I've okay. used to talk about it. Yeah, I've never seen a, a single show. episode, but everybody, people at work have seen it, and they've told me the last season or two, I guess, are terrible. So. The The fourth season was great. Yeah. I liked it yeah. because like it's almost like the, the fire was under their butts, and they really had to decide you know, how it is that they're going to continue this life. But um, it's on FX. It stars Carrie Russell as Elizabeth Jennings, Matthew Rees as Philip Jennings, and Noah Emmerich as FBI agent Sam Beeman, who also happens to be their friend and sort of hunting them down. But uh, if you like spy, espionage stuff, check the show out. Yeah. I recommend it. I think you can also catch it on Amazon Prime. Um, yeah, and that's the, what I'm catching up. And yeah, the, I think one of the best things about that show was that it was so based on real life, too, because that was a real thing that we found out during the Cold Wars. Yeah. That Russia was really deep into our network. And, uh, you know, if you think about it, you can kind of pivot it to modern day as well. Yeah. Times that's going on right now. Exactly. I think it's kind of relevant to today. So that kind of keeps its interest. But what have you been watching, Bill? Well, uh, I'll keep mine a little brief. Uh, I haven't seen too many new things, um, but I have caught up on a few shows. Um, I watched an older show that my uh, wife used to watch a lot, and we'd never, she'd never finish it, called Episodes. It's a, it, it was on Showtime here, um, and it's also kind of like a British show. It's about these two writers, these English writers who had a hit show in the UK and decided to come out to L.A. to adapt it to American audiences. audiences. Um, and um, they try to get a big star, pitch it to a network. The big star to get is Matt LeBlanc from Friends. What? Yeah. And so, and they, they play that a lot, that he's from Friends, and, you know, he's trying to recreate his career. The show does not become what it was supposed to be adapted to and become ends up becoming about a hockey coach um, who is Matt LeBlanc, who is just, you know, taking care of these kids and also um, trying to hit on this librarian. Out of school. <laughs> Sounds like the most confusing yeah, fucking it's all over place. I've ever heard. It's all over the place. But the story, the show itself isn't really about the show. It's about the writers and Matt LeBlanc. And Matt LeBlanc is a sex dog. Like, he's sleeping with everybody he can. He's trying to, yeah. He's, he's, he's just, Joey. He's Joey. <laughs> he's essentially Joey from French all the time, but just like the real life version. He's he's a dick to everybody. The He causes, like, turmoil in the writers, um, their life. And they can't get anything straight. And there's a lot of network stuff that goes on is pretty it's it's a very funny show very um i'd say i'd say the british part is pretty witty like the english people that are there and that they um discuss things is, is very witty and then you have matt leblanc who's just you know like he doesn't get it he doesn't care he's just trying to act he's a piece of shit yeah he's a piece of shit and he knows it and he's like this is who i am i still get paid to be this way so i'm okay with it <laughs> and i think that's what the more alluring thing is to me is matt leblanc being an asshole in the show um I don't know. I don't watch a lot of Showtime shows, but to me, this seemed really low production. So I don't know if maybe it's just a particular show or that's how Showtime is. Um, so there's a lot of like high end production value, but the writing's really solid and um, the show is pretty funny for what you watch. And um, I just would keep wanting to watch it over and over again each episode and just keep going to see what happened at the end. Um, and each season does get really stronger. He actually won. Um, I don't. Know, I think he won a Golden Globe for the in the for the second season. Um, pretty interesting show to watch. I saw that on Netflix. Um, Who'd you recommend it to? Um, if you like British comedies, um, if you like Friends, if you want to just see, if you like Joey, they talk a lot of. He likes to talk a lot of crap. Matt LeBlanc about the other friends in the show as being a big, like, he mentions Jennifer Anderson, Courtney Cox. There's a whole storyline about how um, 
Matt LeBlanc is trying to get a hold of all the Friends cast and he talks to everybody. Mm-hmm. But um, Jennifer Aniston won't um, talk to him and return his calls and nobody will give out her number to him. So and, it's pretty self-aware. Then. Yeah, it's pretty oh. self-aware. It's, it's definitely happy in the, happening in the uh, modern times. Um, so Friends is a really real thing that happened, but it's just him pivoting into other shows as he goes along. Mm. Um, but definitely uh, worth a watch if you do enjoy that. And as long as you're okay with a little bit of, you know, dark humor as well, then it's a good show to watch. And if you happen to have Showtime. If you, well, it's actually on Netflix. So you can oh, it's on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so you can watch all that on there. The other show I've been watching, I just started getting into, which is probably really far behind in the game, is Sounds of Anarchy. Nice. Uh, so I just saw, I've just been watching the first season right now. Essentially, Sons of Anarchy takes place in a town called Charming, which is kind of like in the Stockton, Modesto area of mm-hmm. California. Um, and it's about a biker gang in the guise of like Hell's Angels, but not maybe, I don't know if it's as extreme as them, but to that, to an extent. It's loosely based on, on yeah, Hell's kinda Angels. Yeah, kind of a little bit like them, right? Yeah. Um, so it's a motorcycle club. Um, and stars Charlie Hunnam, um, which is where apparently every young woman has uh, fallen in love with him in that show because apparently he's a ba jax teller jax teller and uh hellboy fame not king arthur huh no not king arthur no <laughs> the guy who played hellboy i don't remember his name ron perlman ron perlman yeah. that's the the bigger star of the show <laughs> guillermo del toro's best friend yeah. yes um he's he's the leader <laughs> of the biker gang and plays as jax's kind of stepfather clay yeah um Really interesting show. It's at, it starts off kind of weird. There's like this whole Charlie Hunnam's character is just trying to reach out to like what his father was because his father passed away and to trying to see what um, connection he has to him and they should kind of live day to day in the club and it's a lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but it starts to grow and you start seeing more crazy things happening in the motorcycle club and the retaliations that they have with rival gangs. Um, the legal things they do, like gun running, drug running, you know, just murder. It's, Law it's, enforcement on the on yeah, their tails. They, they got cops on the payroll. So at these the same guys time. don't have part time jobs at Walmart. No, <laughs> no. Well, I always thought about that. I was like, do they? Is this like their their hobby or? They own a re- uh, mechanic shop, so they oh, yeah, they, okay. they got a front to it all. Front. Yeah, okay. that's and, and they like to the, the, they explicitly tell you they don't mix business and pleasure. Okay, so I thought the guy was they like, have hey, the man. mechanic shop. And then they have everything else. Hollywood video closes at 12. I'll be right. back right after my shift's over. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Got to go. We got to go kill a few people. Um, <laughs> I, I got to ask the manager if I can leave early. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's, it was supposed to be originally based a lot on like a lot of Shakespeare at first. And then it sort yes. of veers away after like the first season. They start to like expand it a little bit more and uh, not keep it so like contained so that they can make it more interesting and more captivating yeah. for the audience. Early on, you don't you can see they're trying to draw a wedge between Jax and Ron Perlman, um, Chris, Charlie Hunnam and Ron Perlman's character, uh, Clay, and they're trying to show that, you know, they're two different people. But I don't know, that seemed to veer away a little bit. Like, there's still a little bit of rivalry there, but really they seem like, oh, we're all just family. It's all for the good of the club. So, and again, I'm only in the first season, so it probably gets a bit weird. But I could see, um, my wife had brought up that it could be um, more in the guise of Macbeth. Um, So it starts out small and it'll get... You know, some crazy stuff happens midway. Yeah. Uh, but very good show. Um, into it so far. And the last thing I was able to watch uh, during our, our time is uh, Early Man. <laughs> it's uh, by the Ardman. Uh, I don't know if they're company or something. It's the people that made... Like, Armor Productions, I want to say. Yeah. Something like that. Or, or Sorry, Ardman Animation. Animation. Like there you I go. Think, yeah. The guys who made Chicken Run and uh, Wallace Gromit. Uh, flushed Away. Flushed Away. Yeah. 
cheese grommet. Sorry. <laughs> it's a Sean, great Sean the sheep. Great animation <laughs> company. Same kind of style. It's claymation. Um, it's about about. Uh, I'm glad they went man. back to claymation. Yeah. Because I want to say with Arthur the uh, Christmas one, where they talk about the Santa's sons. Like they went. That was their first, second 3D one actually after Flushed Away. Oh, that's right. But I don't feel I like those that. two were as yeah. successful. They were as the other oh, movies. I loved Flushed Away though. Keep your legs straight. <laughs> that one wasn't bad, but I mean, I think Arthur Christmas was like, okay. It's a bit much. But then I'm glad they went back, because I that thought after a while, the, the stop-mation costs a lot of money. Yeah, it gets hard. And not to mention, it takes years to make. So, right. But it is it is, it is is actually in the same kind of style, very British, um, about cavemen that um, oh my God. going through from the Stone <laughs> Age to the Bronze Age. Um and what I didn't realize, but apparently everybody else in the room realized, that this is very much a soccer movie. It's in the trailer. What? It's the inv- invention of soccer. Football? Football. Football. As the rest of the world knows it, except for America, because we're Football. ignorant, apparently. Yeah. Um, we have no culture. Is there, uh, without spoiling it, is there a cameo at all? Hints of something else in there? Not that I saw. Okay. Yeah. Because the creator said the main guy is a descendant of Wallace and Gromit. They, I mean, they look similar. Yeah, but they said that that's his ancestor, basically, uh-huh. who be, eventually becomes Wallace. 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 Oh, that's Which pretty, is pretty cool. cool Easter egg. Yeah. That's nice. I didn't uh, know. I just wanted. No, to know. they didn't. I wonder if they did. Nothing that I noticed that would have hinted to the future. Um, they, that, that makes it, it was me want to watch it now. And the plot is crazy because it's like this kingdom that does a lot of bronze goes into the land where the cavemen are um, and finds that they're setting out a bronze gold mine. Gold mine. Oh. Get it. Bronze, oh, bronze mine. Oh, I, got it. I like it. I like it. Um, and kicks them out their land and then um, starts mining for it. And then the cavemen are like, no, we want our land back. So they find out that they can have a soccer match to win their land back. This sounds great. Yeah. And uh, then there's a whole bunch of soccer montages going on and how they can be really good because their ancestors are soccer legends because they invented the sport. And, you know hilarity ensues i guess i mean it's, it's not i don't know it's the soccer like, thing was lessons, really disappointing to lessons me. are learned yeah. people grow stronger did, through did you like it overall though? i did like i mean i like the animation it's funny it's not that i didn't like the movie it's just um like james had kind of told me it's probably because my expectation was more of like a in the guise of cavemen and that you were gonna do some but you know stuff what with dinosaurs. you always like like this dry ass english yeah humor, like i thought it was does. funny yeah so that's why i'm thinking it's like you must like it so, sometimes english humor to me is like mm, okay it's just all soccer. A bunch of dad jokes. You know? So it was just a bunch, of, a bunch of soccer jokes that they made. And then, yeah. you know, funny. Um, just not what I thought it was going to be. But I do recommend giving it a watch if you uh, want to. I don't even know if it's in theaters anymore. Uh, I don't think it is. Yeah, you probably want to wait till you rent it. Um, but I do get, recommend watching it. Kids will like it. I mean, it's just sports yeah. and they're playing around and you they, they look funny. They make funny faces. There's a couple funny scenes with the, the leader of the uh, caveman group that um because he just doesn't know anything and they just do things for the good of the group and he's all like yeah we don't need to play soccer we could just give up the game you know and we'll just live on the f- open fields with the dinosaurs and you know silly dinosaurs can oh there's a I'm giant laughing so hard there's a giant, i just want to hold it back what's funny is a giant duck there's just a random giant duck there I'll take off your head. Yeah. marco yeah. take off your headset we're watching this right now we'll go bye we're yeah. leaving end of pod yeah. end of pod. thanks so, guys see you next week yeah, that's pretty much what I've been watching this time. Nice. Uh, so that's what we've been watching here. Um, I got to say, Nabil, you got a, quite a combo there. Yeah, a little different all over the place. I liked yeah. it, though. Mm-hmm. I liked it. 
Uh, let's move on now to our Oscar results. Our last pod, we went over each category with our picks. We're not going to go through every one. That would take forever. Um, so the Oscars were last night. We had a very nice uh, viewing party here, hosted by Nabil and his wife. Thank you we, very much. We did post our results uh, online, though, so if you yes. check it out. Yeah. But if you didn't see them, we did make our picks, basically. So <laughs> um, overall, guys, what did you think about the Oscars, Nabil? Um, overall, just like, did, did you like it? Did you think it was better than last year? Uh, I think... I think it was okay. It was it was bearable, maybe because of the group I was with. Because um, sometimes it kind of just drags on, you know. But we had good company. Um, I will say oh, on, there wasn't a lot. As much as even you wouldn't guess it from my voting um, sheet, uh, a lot of the results were predictable. You know, I kind of voted with my heart and someone. But for the most part, I thought for the most part everything was by the book and what I expected it to be. Um, Jimmy Kimmel was funny, but yeah. I think he also kind of. He felt like they kind of it, played it you know? safe a little bit. Yeah, this he year. was a little safe. He didn't go too crazy, which I know Jimmy Kimmel could go pretty far if he wanted to. Um, so he, he was just a safe host this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything, yeah, nothing was like crazy. Nothing stood out to me this year. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Marco? Did you like it? I did. I enjoyed it. I, I got to be honest. I haven't seen a full Oscars viewing in over ten years. Wow. Oh wow. I didn't yeah. Know. It's usually that I would either skim it or I look at the results the next day or I just like wouldn't care because they've I don't know it just seemed like the same type of movies kept winning over and over again but I think I agree with Nabil that doing it with you guys and with people you know yeah it made it more fun more interesting and Especially I being actually involved in a podcast probably right. too. yeah you're a lot more like knee deep in it now I think watching a good majority of the movies helps too because you're yeah. more invested and I know that you guys saw like. A handful of movies more than I did, or a couple of movies more than I did, and I regret not doing that. But <laughs> still, overall, I, I enjoyed it, and I was I was pleased with it. I do agree also that Jimmy Kimmel felt like he was holding back, like he had one arm tied behind his back, um, which is understandable, I guess, for the network, you know, and because they want to try to, I guess, keep their audience. But um, it makes sense. It was, yeah, it was still pretty funny. I like how they kept poking fun at the last year's results yeah <laughs> that was pretty cool though i mean halfway through it's like okay enough guys we get it you guys fucked up last year whatever um that's true it's like I'll, we get it although a lot of them were predictable a lot of the winners were predictable i still voted with my heart and i've already been called out on it that i should have uh <laughs> i should have gone with the more obvious winners but you know what i still had that hope deep inside yeah i feel you daniel kaluuya Hey, come Daniel on now. Kalu- he's got one face. And man, he was, he's again, got more than one Only more than there one because face. James Franco couldn't be. That's the bill. I'm no, telling you, you. Keep your conspiracy. It's the real truth. Yourself, wow. No, dude, I think he's I think he's pretty good. I think it's, he can do a lot more, too. Oh, for sure. They just give he him a chance. He's a Black Panther, bro. Yeah. He's a super You won't know until hey, you give him a chance. Everyone could have potential. That's my opinion. What did you think, James? Um. Yeah, I agree with you guys. It was enjoyable. I had fun with you guys. Obviously, going through the results. Uh, we had a cool little bingo thing, mm-hmm. which my girlfriend won. James's girlfriend did win that. Yeah. She made sure we yeah. all knew. God, Very good. Only because I job. didn't call mine out. Right. Actually, well, slow. technically, Nabil did it at the same uh, time. Yeah. Technically, but she beat me to it. Though, but Nabil friend. started saying he's like, and then she was like, <laughs> bingo, and he was like, <laughs> all three of us had the same sheet. <laughs> you did. 
Something. Yeah, oh. I was taking a bite of my chicken wing, man. Oh man, so me, I, uh, I lost <laughs> like drama, grom, man. She got us. I lost that. I was waiting for someone to thank God. I was like, come on, someone, please. No one. I was like, yeah. I knew I should have waited on the grub. Pretty godless like, in that I was one. Like, come on, no Catholics. Come on, it's Lent. <laughs> um, overall, though, I, I thought, dude, do you guys hate when it's hella corny in that show? Like, Sometimes. dude, I hated the whole jet ski thing. Uh, yeah, oh, really? I was like, this is kind of not. For I the feel Oscars. like he should have played it up more because he only did it like twice, and then the ending. And I was like, <sighs> if you're gonna do it, commit to this bit, buddy. I didn't no. like that, and I like I don't like them like crashing in on. It seemed really. I didn't like the crashing the into thing. the theater. Yeah, don't get me yeah. wrong. If I was in the theater, I would have been like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh my god, this Wonder Woman, Luke Skywalker, he's still alive. It's the same you know, bit everything. from the year before, just in reverse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I agree with James where the whole jet ski thing was. It just wasn't entertaining. It was like, funny. Uh, I was like, corny. it was kind of funny. The dude from Phantom Thread wanted to. Yeah. yeah. He came out like, I don't know what it is, but it's a jet ski. Jet ski. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't mind the, the theater thing. I thought that was pretty cool. Just I thought it was just really hectic when they got in there, though. True. I was like, okay, this is getting hell out of saying, control. They're all there for a screener for a wrinkle of time. I want to see this movie. Right? It looked like they were Man, coming to an emotional like scene, too. The network ABC is owned by Disney, which may. <laughs> oh shit free promotion yeah he's like how'd you like wrinkle of time i was like do they i would have been like can they turn the movie back on I like, well I, we only saw the first like 30 minutes of it you could tell that one guy's like i'd like to go back please yeah <laughs> um yeah that part was corny but overall it was fun i guess it's still low on ratings again yeah uh, i think it's just that sometimes they get i don't know it's just the subject matter, I guess, sometimes. They need I, to stop You know what, truthfully, catering. they weren't really that political this year. No, they didn't. They, they, they brought up the Me Too stuff. Um, and they did good. They even had a little segment with it with... Um, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. They, I, I mean, like, oh, it was weird. interesting that they brought up... And it's really good. I mean, not that it wasn't uh, no, no, yeah. done in poor taste or anything that way. But I think what they really need to stop doing is they need to stop babying the audience that are watching it. I think so, Like, too. the people that are watching this... Has either seen the films or are interested enough into movies to, to want to spend three and a half hours to watch this. Yeah. Know? So, I agree. treat, you know, the room obviously is just like, okay, it's funny. But I've seen sometimes I've watched the Golden Globes and find it funnier than the Oscars. You know, like just cater, don't cater to, you know, people that are, you think are lowbrow or something like that. Just do what you think is right. You know, be yep. funny, be witty, whatever. People find it enjoying, you'll get better ratings on it. They got to stop with this whole, you know, shenanigans stuff and think that it's going to get people to watch it more yeah uh what did you guys think was the biggest surprise for me honestly best picture was the biggest surprise for me me too i didn't think shape of water was gonna win i have to agree i wanted it to so bad and i was like am i am i I hearing this i think that's why i rated it lower on my bowling stuff because i i like i told you guys i think it could have went between like three movies right like dunkirk um shape of water or three billboards um, but after seeing how much it was winning, I was like, man, this has a pretty legitimate shot at winning, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was cool. That, but truthfully, like Nabil said, um, I only got four things wrong this year. Yeah. So we, we got a James, you won. No, James did really well. <laughs> no, like, and, and honestly, with your scoring, you, as there was a few things that I could tell, like you wanted to, you wanted to change because you felt that this might be the right, but you went pretty methodical I'm on it. Yeah, really well. right now. I got 270, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could have easily had 290. Yeah. But I messed up on my ballot and mm-hmm. I didn't want to print another one out. <laughs> Damn. I literally I I skipped actress in a supporting role and I didn't realize till I got to number 2 and I was like, "Wait a minute." I was like, "Wait, I'm already at 1." I was like, "Did I skip one?" And I looked back and I was like, 
fuck, I skipped one. Bit by the lazy. So bite. then I literally, you can see where I crossed out documentary, yeah. which would have gave me additional sixteen points. <laughs> and then I, yeah, I, I gave it to this instead, and I said, I guess I'll just give it four, and I got both of those. So if I had done that the correct way, I would have had another extra ten, all right, for twenty points. Oh, you yep. win some, you lose some. Yeah. Well, you did uh, win some overall, so. Uh, yeah. yeah, quite a bit. I was also surprised that uh, Blade Runner took two. I I was I would have been satisfied with it taking one, but yeah. for it to take two, um, I was I'm like, wow. super glad it won cinematography for. I like too. I said, yeah. um, that guy had been nominated 14 times for. I can't believe he didn't win for Shawshank Redemption back in the day. Right. And um, I'm, I'm also surprised yeah. uh, Jordan Peele because I really wanted him to win, and uh, I was, I was yeah, like, too. I was like, wow. Um, I'm glad he got that. Yeah, I was like, come on, don't. Don't stuff him on this one. Yeah, no. It was either between that or Kumail for the big sick. I yeah, I was kind of torn between those two. Yeah. Um, any oh. snubs you guys think? Anything that didn't get anything that you to, think? To Disaster Artist? No. <laughs> well, it only got nominated. Besides that, Lady Bird. Lady Bird got Lady Bird, out. nothing. Yeah, uh, Lady Bird. Sucks up. I, for me, personally, Baby Driver. I wish Baby Driver got something. Out, yeah. uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, were they nominated? They were not nominated. No, no they so. weren't even nominated. That's yeah. Star Wars. Come on, guys. The Star Wars. Every year they get nominated when <laughs> the, they come out hey, of their main film. Hey, the Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was visual like, effects at least. Guys go. I, sound, went, I went all in on that those one. Those lightsaber sounds are original. <laughs> they took real kyber crystals. Right. Kyber. And ignited them. All right. Um, <laughs> what was your guys' favorite part, though? Um, I love... <laughs> I love the joke from Jimmy Kimmel, and I still think about it every once in a while about the Harvey Weinstein, how there was only two people ever excluded from the Academy Awards. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, you know, like, the guy dang. gave out screeners for free. Yeah, he like, gave out sorry. screeners, and then Weinstein is in there. I was like, dang, that's, that's messed uh, up. Giving out uh, VH, liked... co- VHS copy of Seabiscuit. <laughs> uh, I liked when he messed with uh, Christopher Plummer. Because he was 88, but was remembered as the youngest actor <laughs> in uh, the 90th Oscars. Yeah. And then he comes back later, and Jimmy Kimmel tells him that back in the day, he was the youngest actor nominated. Right. I, don't know, I thought it was pretty cool, and Christopher Plummer <laughs> was a good sport about yeah. it. He's like, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I see you backstage. You tell. He's like, okay, all right, Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Let me pull my pants up here. Uh, that and the get out joke. The get out one was good funny. I really thought they were going to do that, too. I was like, that would be hilarious if you rolled out. Yeah. You start yelling, get out. Get yeah. out! <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I had a favorite part, to tell you the truth. I guess just seeing the winners. Yeah. That's always cool. Everyone's speech is pretty cool. Yeah. I like Francis McDormand's speech a lot. And, Same. Um, key, uh, Jordan Peele as well. Jordan Peele's was probably the best one. I think so. I like Hands it. Hands down. I like that one a lot. Because seeing him, especially from like the... All the way from Mad TV to fucking um, Key and Pill. It's like, man, this is crazy. You won an yeah. Academy Award now for writing. I think so, too. That's so cool, though, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can only imagine his future films would be just as good. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully Hope it's not so. just, like, oh, capturing like, yeah. a spark of, you know, and then after this, like, and then he never made a good movie <laughs> again. He just spun no, a bunch of happens, comedies. man. Because <laughs> yeah. now his expectations are super high. Yeah. And people are going to... They're gonna M Night Shyamalan this shit where they're gonna be like, I'm gonna judge every goddamn thing. They you know, get one he's, year. He's still one new year. in this. I have I have high hopes. I think yeah, he'll I be do fine. too. Yeah, I hope it's so. Especially since he's he's doing movies that are personal to him too. You know, yeah, exactly. like he said, he 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 tried writing this movie 20 different times and thought he couldn't do it, and that's pretty cool. All right, all right, guys. So Oscar bowling. Hmm. As the hints have started coming up, like a spoiler alert coming out throughout the entire time we've been talking, I won. <laughs> by a very large margin. Yeah. So I got 270. 
Nabil came in second. I got 228. Uh, I was dead last because obviously I voted with my heart, and I know that uh, he always wears you got to keep emotions out of this. I also didn't see two or three movies that um, were nominated on here, and I felt that that probably would have skewed I my selection. I think it would have, too. Especially probably three billboards. Yeah. I uh, think if you had seen that before the Academy Awards, you probably would have came into that one with a different opinion on certain I, things. Ryan. I agree. Because uh, Academy Award nominees, like, they're, they're a, a distinct bunch, and you have to see them in order to know why it is they were nominated and that really helps determine uh your decision in, in voting for them or not so did you get burned out yeah. of what any of these movies though um near the end because i did a little bit yeah the, By the time we were reaching for the post i was like the God post was it, the one on. the post was just i think that's when i was like i'm not having fun anymore yeah. <laughs> i was like <laughs> after seeing everything that we saw and then you see the post, and it's like, Because really? I saw every movie, yeah. except outside of documentary, foreign film. Also. It was the vanilla of the bunch. <laughs> and uh, makeup and hairstyling, I didn't see Victoria and Abdul. Or, uh, no, I Wonder. have not seen that yet either. And so I don't will shoot me. Okay. But I did see, I, I saw 90% of the films, though. Mm-hmm. Saw all the main ones. And I think, even though, even like Marco first is like, forcing myself to watch uh, Roman J. Israel. I was like, "Come on, man!" Like we knew, <laughs> we knew three, four months ago he wasn't even gonna win. No, but yeah. I did it just to I mean, be yeah, like, we just knew. so I can have that tool in my toolbox, I guess, to pull out and be like, and well, I'll never have to see it again." No, I probably wouldn't. Any of the films, I probably would, except the post. But I mean, um, hey, I'm just glad I broke over 100. I didn't think I'd get this many right hey, my first time around. So, and our significant others did quite oh, well. Yes, Nabil. Yes, they did. They yeah. beat me, both of them. Yeah, <laughs> and they hadn't seen even half of them. Shut the fuck up. Janelle said, because uh, she listened to our podcast, it helped her out. Oh, wow. She actually remembered almost all the movies. Um, so, yeah, she did really well. She didn't cheat at all in that. She no. did it all by listening and being a loyal follower. Thanks. Significant others. Significant <laughs> others. Um, and then our friend Mikey came in dead last. Um, but you know what, though? <laughs> he tried. He tried. He, hey, he, you know what? He listens to he us, too. He fought the good yeah. fight, goddammit. Yeah. Okay, so the bet here is because I won, I get to give you guys a movie. And here it comes. So, and these are supposed to be movies that aren't like entirely enjoyable. Although I did choose films that are, well, one of the films is good, actually. But I did it, I did, I picked films that were going to annoy you guys. Oh. So that's like, fine. Yeah. That's fair. Which is, you know, hey, yeah. not doing a f- calendar shoot, you know? <laughs> So, yes. <laughs> you gotta watch a movie oh my god take an hour and a half out of your life um so let's start nabil yeah i wanted to this movie i've actually i thought you would probably have guessed what i was gonna give you ben because this movie is um maybe the second most depressing film i've ever seen oh, no. oh shit oh, no. it's not wrecking for a dream so if you actually looked at my voodoo account last oh, night no. it would have already spoiled the movies for you what i chose for you guys they're already on there now oh, I did not look um that. I chose a 2010 film, Blue Valentine. I knew it. For an ability to watch. Directed by Derek <laughs> Sanfrantz. Um, this is actually a good movie, though. Yeah. I actually want to see that one. It stars yeah. Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams. Uh, Michelle Williams was nominated for an Academy Award for this. Maybe the most depressing movie I've ever seen, especially if you're in a really dark place. That's what I hear. Um, enjoy it, my friend. I'll hear <laughs> Thanks. all about it on the next pod. Uh, we never hear from the bill again. Uh, it's a mo- Just to let you know, when this one was announced, well, this was 2010 it came out. So I remember I started this movie at like midnight 
And I really, you know, just as one of those movies I was watching before I go to sleep. I remember the story. And I finished yeah. the entire movie because I was like, I got to know what happens. Yeah. Fuck. And it, it, it ended so badly. I sent a text to my girlfriend. I was just like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so. Jeez. Have fun with that. It's on the Voodoo account. Check it out. I'm probably not going to watch this with my wife. Damn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to risk it. So just, for Marco, uh, Just though, alone, shirtless. Mm-hmm. Originally, Marco, I had a film picked out for you from uh it was the 2008 film punisher warzone because i wanted to show you what a real, what a real punisher film yeah. is about <laughs> um and then i thought that movie actually has some decent parts in it yeah uh, it would probably really actually be that. somewhat enjoyable certain scenes so instead i chose the uh 2015 film fantastic four for you to watch fuck directed by yeah. josh Trank. And this is the movie that actually uh, got him fired from the Star Wars Boba Fett <laughs> film. So, yeah. This one uh, stars uh, oh. such great actors as Miles Teller as Reed Richards, Michael B. Jordan as Johnny Storm. Hey, you know what? Michael B. Jordan, I'll, I'll look forward to him. <laughs> you okay. know what? You won't look forward to anything <laughs> because you'll be confused about 10 minutes in. Uh, Kate Mara, who I believe is two different people in this movie. Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah. Oh, man. Sue Storm. And then uh, Nabil's favorite uh, ballerina, Jamie Bell's in this one. And he's uh, the thing. <laughs> but you know what? He, you don't really get to see much of him either. So hey, whatever. don't spoil it. Don't spoil oh, it. Oh, man. And that is also on the voodoo. I'm going to fucking Wikipedia this shit. can't believe you spent money on that. I've already owned it. Oh, this one I didn't add. Blue Valentine. I added. Oh, man. So yeah, those will be the next two movies that you guys do a mini review on. I feel on our next podcast. I feel disgusting already. Yeah, see, because it came down. You know what? You. It came down to it. I was like, I was like, oh man, Punisher Warzone is twenty seven percent of Rotten Tomatoes, and I was like, oh wait, Fantastic Four is eight percent. Okay, I'll do that one. <laughs> I feel terrible for you. Yeah, Punisher Warzone would have been way better. I'd be like, you really want to see who Jigsaw is? Because <laughs> I'll show you Jigsaw is. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Um, so those I'm going to buy a good bottle of whiskey to watch this because there's no way I can watch this movie fucking sober. I did. <laughs> uh, well, you know. But yeah, the thing is, I've actually seen both these movies, so I'm not just giving you guys two random movies that I've never seen, but oh, um, I hope you guys enjoy them. Nabil, you actually might like the movie, actually. Tell you yeah, first. Nabil, I think you got the better end. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely got the better end. I, yeah. I don't know. I know how Nabil gets. Yeah, I get a bit depressed. <laughs> might be one of Okay, enough about Oscars, enough about Oscar bowling, enough about shitty films. Let's go into a review of Game Night. We're down to two teams, so for double points, what is the name of the purple Teletubby? Tinky Winky. You're both correct. He always carried a... Red purse. Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks Max is very competitive, as am I. It's one of the reasons I fell in love with him. Oh, it's easy. He was an Incredible Hulk. Eric Bana. Other one. Mark Ruffalo. Other one. Lou Ferrigno. Primal Fear. Richard Gere never played the Incredible Hulk. Time. Jesus Christ. Ed Norton. Oh, oh shit. Primal Fear. Guys, what do you say we do this at my house next week? This will be a game night to remember. All right, guys, so game night is the new comedy here by directors John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. To uh, Freaks and Geeks alumni there, who also did the uh, 2015 film Vacation, which was kind of terrible. Especially on an airplane. Yeah. A group of friends who meet regularly for game night find themselves trying to solve a murder mystery. So this movie stars Jason Bateman as Max, Rachel McAdams as Annie, Kyle Chandler as Brooks, Sharon Horgan as Sarah, Billy Magnuson as Ryan, Lamorne Morris as Kevin, Kylie Byrne Bunbury as Michelle, and then Jesse Plemons, a.k.a. 
Beth, Beth Damon. Damon. That's Gary. <laughs> so, yay or nay here? Did you guys like the movie? Oh, this movie's hilarious. <laughs> I fucking love yeah, this movie. Great. <laughs> Did you guys think it was going to be good? No. Uh-uh. I knew it too. As soon as I fucking brought this movie up, Nabil was like, I don't know about this one, guys. <laughs> it, yeah, it seemed like it would go either way. Like, it would either be really bad or really good. That's I'm, my I'm glad. I, by the way, obviously, I liked I saw it twice in theaters. And I haven't seen a movie twice in theaters in like four yeah. years. So. I was shocked when you said you were willing to watch it again. I was like, okay, I'll go back. But deep down inside, I was like, yes. <laughs> Um, I also like that they don't show you everything in the trailer. Oh, yeah, which I think helped a lot. There's actually some pretty big characters yeah. that barely show up in the trailer that That's play a much bigger role. Yeah. I think you, you said it best, James, when we were talking after, and you said it's it's easier to do that when the movie's rated R because yes. some scenes they just can't show. Exactly. Um, and they also censor some of the jokes, so the punchline is a lot better when you're watching Oh, the, the actual payoff of the joke yeah. is yep. a lot better than the censored trailer version. I, mm-hmm. I agree with you on that, too. What worked for you in the film overall? Without spoiling, we'll go to spoilers in a second, but I mean... I think, honestly, compared to a lot of his other films, I just think Jason Bateman was legitimately funny here. And the chemistry between him and Rachel McAdams, which I didn't expect to be really good. It was really good. Was really good. I they agree. were really funny uh, like, together, oh, especially. I, I agree with that. And I also think that there weren't any set of characters where I was bored. Like, right. every no. single one of them had their moment. That every, just had Everybody in dying. the party uh-huh. has a unique kind of a characteristic to themselves or an attitude, and I, I really like that, actually. Yeah. They it makes for a really funny group, and right. I, it was a believable group. I'm like, yeah. I see these guys being really friends in real life. Yeah. That's what I liked about it, too. The chemistry felt real, and because of that, everything else that played along with it and their actions was more believable and... It was more enjoyable. Yeah. Like I, I haven't laughed this much in a movie in a long time. And I was telling James the only the only part that I just found was like, okay, you guys just went a little too far with it. Was at the very very end, which we'll go over in spoilers. Yeah, yeah. I agree as well. That's where it takes a slight turn. Uh, it isn't too long actually though. No. Which after even seeing it a second time, I was like, I actually didn't. It didn't hit me as hard as like, oh, this is random. I was like, oh, okay, makes sense to a point now. But like I said, we'll go over it. Um. I liked a lot of the characters, really, other than Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams. I think they're really good leads. Yeah. I thought Kyle Chandler as the brother did really well, too. He was funny. He's, He's such a douchebag. He's such a douche, but yeah. he actually has like a heart of gold. Like... <laughs> That you slowly realize, yeah. like, you yeah. know what? Maybe he's not that bad. He puts you through a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. Um, Billy Madison as Ryan is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. He had the funniest line of the he entire had, movie. I'm yeah. not going to spoil it. He has like boyish but, charm to him, and yeah. it's just like he's so fucking dumb. <laughs> like he is so dumb. Yeah. But he's like it's that so lovable good. friend. Like he's got your back, but you're also like I wouldn't trust him with my my money yeah. or like accounting. like he's not going to be the guy holding the gun. But he'll probably tackle the guy for you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But James knows when he when he says what he says that killed me. I was I was dying. I was probably the only one dying in the whole theater. Because <laughs> <it's> a- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about now. <laughs> it's because he's just so fucking random. And then uh, I think Jesse Plemons. Um, without I'm gonna we won't talk much about it. But as a character too in this one is like a scene stealer. <laughs> yeah. Which is so random because you'd never expect it. Mm-hmm. But he's pure gold. Mm-hmm. But from the cool. moment you see him, you're like, this is something he right with this guy. <laughs> um, Just the look on his face, man. Straight face yeah. all the time. Who would, okay, before we jump into spoilers, because I want to want to talk more about it, too. Who did you? Who would you guys recommend it to overall? Uh, if you... I mean, if, you, if you're into sort of semi-raunchy comedies, like if 
I, I would compare it to like Waiting. That, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Waiting. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, yeah, of course. But uh, that type of comedy that you know, doesn't hold back, that's um, really quirky, um, I'd say that this is a movie for you. I'd say if you uh, enjoyed like movies like the original Hangover, um, that too. That yeah. seemed like, the, and to me, there that's what go. it reminded me a lot of was like the Hangover that, kind of that for style. Me, and also, the producers are same people that did Horrible Bosses, right? Yeah. And although the second one wasn't good, the first one I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Kind of in that same. Reminds style. me a lot about that too. Yeah. yeah. Mixed with Clue, it still reminds so, me of Clue. Uh, James it feels like it reminds him of Clue for some reason. It's I still a don't game see the night. connection outside of the game part, but <laughs> because I, I the guess mystery, I it's the mystery of everything, and it's revealing, and it's like hecticness, and they're all over the place, and they're going from one place to another. I even with like a the hint fact, of the game too. Yeah, maybe. and I even like the fact that like the long shots when they come in is like showing you a board game of yeah. like their life, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Very beautiful. little things like that is what it reminded me. The themes, the yeah. manic elements of it, I'd mm. say. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's jump into spoilers then, guys, because I want to talk about a couple things. So if you don't want to know some funny parts here, just stop skip listening. Skip it, which I highly recommend you skip, because you don't want to. Yeah, if you're going to see this part. film, then you don't want to hear any spoilers because yeah. it's worth watching. So yeah, the ending of the film, Nabil. I want to talk about that. Yeah. I would say that's the part that's the... It could have ended on the bridge. Yeah. I agree. Because there's a certain uh, uh, like aspect of it, like closure, like, oh, that actually ends pretty well. Yeah. You know, and you know what got me about it? it? It isn't even like the airplane. It isn't even about you know them racing the car or anything. What bothered me is that in the whole film, everything seemed believable. Like, somebody's going to shoot somebody, they shot somebody. Some, you know, like, the scenario would have yeah. played out that way. Yeah. But at the very end, these guys look like really bad dudes. And they could have easily somebody could have got killed I really easily more, ended and nothing happened there. You know? That's true, so. but I it 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 kind of comes full circle for uh, Brooks's story, right? About um, what's his name again? The the main bad guy, uh, the something. something. Oh yeah, the Bulgarian. Um, Bulgarian. Bulgarian. Yeah, the Bulgarian. So like this guy is the Bulgarian, played by the guy that plays Dexter, by the way. Yeah. Super that was random. really cool. I was like, oh, is yeah. a cameo? Good little cameo. Yeah, cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how they hit that. Yeah, and then it shows up, and I mean, that's finally like um, Max's way of kind of repaying his brother back in a way, right. and winning finally. Mm-hmm. And then he did the bungee thing was hilarious. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> so like they still got laughs. That's why I it doesn't hurt me as bad. Because the second time around, I realized I was like, oh, shit. And then he, even his brother's like, as soon as you get a bungee cord, you start getting pervy again. Yeah. You know, even and, the and, joke <laughs> where he goes and says, like, um, oh, in, this is all part of my elaborate plan. He's and like, yeah. get up, man. Yeah. And then he's just still out. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. He's like, I'm fucking with they, you. It was very self-aware. Yeah. The, the, everything that they joked about or mentioned was hinted at was going to happen later. Mm. Like, they, they had the whole taken joke. And oh, obviously yeah, set that it up. happened. That's true. Vin Diesel. The, Every everything that was pretty much said had a meaning or a purpose because it foreshadowed an event that was going to occur. Yeah. And even yeah. though it was mentioned, you were still surprised by it or were entertained it, by it because you don't expect them to do it. Right. No, and like, oh, like shit, the the, the, the whole thing with the Fight Club thing. Mm-hmm. That was funny. And you know what? Ryan is just like it. Fight Club. And then he goes down. He's like, I knew it. And then <laughs> it, the payoff is so good on that shit. And then uh, Kevin's like, This is some Django and Change shit down here. You know what I mean. <laughs> So I was like, it's just, it's hilarious. And um, <laughs> aside of that, though, I think Gary is absolutely creepy uh, and hilarious at the same time. Yeah. 
He has his little poodle dog, and it's so just, so so adorable. He's and he's just, just yeah. sitting there. He, petting he's him. so straight faced, yeah. and even in his wedding photos, it's just like he's coming <laughs> to cake, and he's still like looking. Like, <laughs> it's like super this creepy. He's obsessed with his ex wife. Still wears the ring, uh, but in in Dawnsey, there's a lot of like sadness to his character. Yeah. yeah. And he, like you got to think, it's like, man, they are kind of mean to this guy. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, left him hanging. He's like, everybody's got pictures of their friends in their home, don't they? <laughs> yeah. He's like, you got you got game night. He's like, don't you have pictures of your best friends? Yeah. He's like, I, oh. Sure. I will also say that it was kind of predictable at first that he would be the one behind pulling the strings because he was just so ominous. At the first time I around, I saw it. That, I didn't see I did not it. See but but I will say that everything that happens in between between the two brothers. Um, Max and uh, Brooks, Brooks yeah. it, it kind of throws you off a little bit. You tend to forget about that because then I was like, oh, yeah, he was super creepy at the beginning right. and it was sort of like a clue that I thought it was him. When I first saw it, I thought it was going to be just his only connection was to use the computer. Right. And so I was like, oh, because he's a cop. And <laughs> it's funny. He's like, he's still wearing that uniform, huh? And <laughs> he never takes, uh, it he takes it off. He always never on duty. takes it off. And then um, the scene where Max is just bleeding out in his room and mm-hmm goes everywhere and he looks like That's somebody hilarious. trashed the room basically and after all he's like fuck it and he just leaves and i was like wow or how he's <laughs> how like, about the the scene where uh max initially gets shot and annie played by rachel mcadams is trying to get the bullet out and this one scene we've talked about over and over again and you know what? just it's for funny. them to see that that it had an exit yeah Neville's even brought it up the fact that like they show that scene in the trailer but it actually still pays off really yeah. well because you don't see fun. the entire sequence yeah, yeah. Yeah, you think that squeezing toy was going to be over overly used, and it's like never no, because you know it's going to happen. But when you see it happen, you're like, "This is fucking hilarious." Yeah, same with the dog scene. Like I was, I was laughing too because he just sprayed the blood all over, and you know, all over the white memorabilia. (laughs) What I like the most about this movie that they did really well is it's just is the same thing that you brought up, Marcos. That nothing is a throwaway. There is no throwaway joke here. Everything has a connection. Like the scene about the dog um, getting the blood on him against everywhere you think at the end when the, the cop shows up he's like well i put two and two together with the database and you know blood all over my room to kind of figure out where you guys are yeah but really there was another twist with that or the scene about the little hints about taken vin diesel the fight clubs all that get brought up yep. and there's a payoff for it even the denzel joke yeah even the denzel joke <laughs> which, is hilarious. Which, is, which is really well done like they wrote this so good that everything just fits in together like, and it's it was so funny. Denzel. Yeah. I, was I, like, I gotta say uh kevin right his his Denzel uh, impression was, yeah, really good. was spot on. Freaking dead on, dude. I've never seen New Girl, but apparently he's from New Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the after credits too? Yes. Yeah. We're dead. Yeah. Um, please stay, yeah, after, stay after, after the credits. credits. Yeah. It's a little payoff, but it, it, it makes sense. <laughs> and then not to mention, like I said, Ryan's one-liners throughout the film are also absolutely hilarious. Yeah. She's like, uh, the word Sarah's like, I don't want to look in the newspaper because... I don't want to read that you guys died. And then, <laughs> and then all he says is, you still read the newspaper? And she says, that's all you got out of that? <laughs> and that sums up the whole thing right Dude, there. basically, yeah. right? Let's, Especially uh, when he's like, she's like, you're not falling for me, right? He's like, she's like, okay, we're, we're in spoilers. So I'm just going to say, his line when he breaks the egg and they ask him who he is, and he's like, I'm the CEO of Cyberdeen Systems. <laughs> I'm like, what the yeah. fuck, dude? Hello, random. <laughs> Fucking like, Terminator I, 2. I hope you guys know who I am. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. That fucking killed me. But overall, though, um, I'd recommend this to anybody, like you said. Yeah. Likes, uh, Truthfully, this might be my favorite film so far of the year. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. Um, 
It's my favorite comedy of the year. I'd say Black Panther's number one. This is my number two. Yeah. I think it's my number Same one page. right now. I loved it. Um, like I said, for fuck's sake, I saw it twice. Yeah. This is the um, first time I've seen a comedy in a while that I'm like laughing out loud. Like really. Same here. Because to tell you the truth, last year, I can't recall a comedy when I laughed that loud. Yeah. The majority of stuff I've been watching that's funny is either on like a streaming service or it's a TV show. Mm-hmm. Or viral videos for me on YouTube, Red. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. My life's sad. <laughs> like that shit, didn't he? I'm like, oh my god, it's a Vietnamese Spider Man. No commercials. Jesus. <laughs> so you know, overall though, solid uh, comedy. I um, I'm really looking forward to these guys too. The directors, they're going to be doing the Flashpoint movie. Oh, are they? Um, I so I think their brand of humor will translate pretty well over that. I agree. And I hope yeah. they work uh, well with Ezra Miller. So and uh, overall, that's our review of Game Night. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening here. Once again, thanks for all the feedback, response, and reviews. We had quite a lot of people who liked the last one. We did, too, there. Black Panther was quite popular. Indeed. Appreciate that. Uh, Marco, can you let them know where they can find us? Yeah. You can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash moviepalspod, or tweet at us at moviepalspod. Don't forget to share or retweet any of our posts. Uh, Keep talking to us like you have been. We've got a few people that were interacting with us with the whole Oscars theme. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate that. You know who you are. Keep on doing that. Recommend us. And uh, still looking for more recommendations for what to watch or what to review. You know we're open. Yep. And next time, we will be reviewing the video game-based movie, Tomb Raider. Until then, this is James. Marco. And Nabil. Have a good one. <laughs>